topic I was telling what the topic was. Yeah. And literally got caught up just freaking gabbing about the fucking topic. Yeah, hopefully you didn't blow your nut. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I'll be able to remember all the points for the most part. How's the framing? Everything looks good. Damn. This just came out of nowhere. Holy shit. Oh, damn. Oh. Damn. That's probably like a dust devil. Like. That was like a mini tornado. Yeah. Yeah. Did you guys see the fire? Bro. Fucking crazy video. I was on the uh, freeway literally when it fucking oh, yeah. was like when it engulfed. Like, yeah. It, like, so it looked like a bomb went off, dude. Like I, I've never. I saw, okay, I, I saw it from Flamingo. This is how it started. Yeah. This is on up by 215 when I freaking took this video. So it's it's pluming. Like this is the beginning of the fire. And then there's me driving right oh, next to the fire because I'd be going home. Yeah, so it was still burning at night. It's yeah, yeah it's still, it still it's morning. Yeah, yeah. smoldering. But th- like here in this video, like you literally, so it starts like this, and then it just like you see the flames start bursting out even more. You just like popping up, popping up, and then and then literally when it closed, it's fucking blazing. It's just fucking flaming. Oh, <laughs> burning like no tomorrow. Dude, that is wild, bro. Yeah, dude. I was I was on Buffalo just across the street from it, and there was ash and shit coming down. Like a mobile ash cannon. Center of the storm. I was like, what? So my buddies, my buddies in commercial. He literally fucking messaged me when I, when he saw it. He was like, you know, it was like the, the second or third, or he's like a third or fourth property that's that's ninety percent completed construction that's burnt down recently. They probably had a hard money loan that was due. Dude, they're all fucking they're insurance all, fraud. They're, they're they're all out of extensions. Yeah, dude. But I was I was like, he was like, yeah, you know, it's like the fourth, third, fourth one this year. I was like, damn. You know, he's in commercial. He works for yeah. REI. Yeah. You know, those big guys that fucking sell the old Smiths and fucking, you know, yeah. any old shopping center. Yeah. I was like, that's nuts, dude. That's a good old insurance fraud. Year, huh? Yeah, third or fourth, he said. So, good wow. old insurance fraud. 90% complete. So, that's the thing. Like, they're 90% done, almost about to be completed, yeah. and then. Oh, yeah. Yeah, let's, let's rock the thing. <clears throat> So how are you? How are you framing the topic? I should be like, if you're a parent or you are gonna have a kid, just think about raising a kid right now. All this crazy shit going on. Let's talk through that. You know, how do you guys feel about it? Me personally, and then you know, kind of share, you know, how I do it, what I do, and I'm like, okay, I keep talking. What you gonna do? <laughs> you gonna have them live in a bubble, live in a ground, live in a basement? You know. I don't know that. Okay. Uh, Yeah. 
Welcome everyone to How Winners Win. I am Daniel Blue. As always, I am joined by my co-host, Kita Spears, a.k.a. Haiki. What up, winners? And speaking of winners, how about the Las Vegas Strip with, how many people do they say we're celebrating? 100,000. 100,000 people celebrating the winners of the NHL Stanley Cup. So I'm a born and raised Las Vegas native. I was born in Valley Hospital in 1995, which is an old ass hospital in Vegas. You don't even go there to get a cut anymore. To see us get a professional team, let alone win within six years, I believe, us getting the team to be holding up a national championship. A year after our WNBA team also won a national championship, so we're back-to-back for the city. It was incredible. Man, it was really cool being there. I don't, I didn't really want to go because I hate being in crowds. So I've never been to EDC. But I was thinking, man, how often in my life am I going to be a part of a championship parade? Right? Like they're celebrating a national championship, and it's a parade. So, man, I got to go. So mm-hmm. luckily I got there early enough where – I was able to make it on the strip and uh, I was able to see the buses that were driving like one and a half miles per hour with the players on it. And dude, it was so cool. Like they're just like right there with all the fans drinking beer, chugging beer, chugging beer out of the Stanley cup, signing autographs with the fans for that many people. And the amount of liquor that was there, I'm surprised nothing went wrong. (laughs) I truly feel like everyone felt the same way. Even the transplants, like this, that team specifically, the Golden Knights, like it's not going to be the same if the Raiders win a championship, which unlikely, um, but it's not going to be the same. Like this is organic movement. I'd even, I've never watched an NHL game before the Golden Knights had come to uh, Las Vegas. Like this is organic love of the city, of where you're from, of where you reside at, and what this team means to everyone and everyone, how it connects us, and that's why nothing went wrong. Yeah. Because it was you, truly out of love. Yeah, that's, that's a really good point. If you've never been to a hockey game, or maybe you have, but you've just never been to a Las Vegas Knights game, it's and different. you come to the Strip, you have to go check out a game there. It's just people that have gone to see games in other venues, they're just like, man, the games that are here in your guys' stadium is just unreal. So definitely come out, winners, when you guys uh, are in Vegas, come out and check out the Knights. It's it's worth every penny. So this will be a good transition here, Kita. So I'm, I'm watching the news. I, I never watch the news, right? Because it's just fear-mongering, peddling a bunch of fear shit, right? But I only watch the news because you, Kita, you, Roland, and I were just talking about that crazy fire where that apartment complex caught on fire. It looked like mm-hmm. a bomb hit it. So I was just catching the news in the morning before I left to the office to see if they, you know, found out why it was on fire, what happened, et cetera, et cetera. So you know how they have, and maybe you guys have the same thing where like an event happens and then they allow the callers to call in and like voice their opinion. So here in Vegas, they call it the rant. So they were talking about that for the Knights game right? Like the parade. So people were calling in, like I had a time in my life. It was amazing. This is so amazing for the city. Thank you so much. And just to give you guys context, a lot of the players, they were partying, like they were drinking. They didn't have shirts on. One of the guys is giving a, a speech on stage. If you haven't seen it. Then oh, you're yeah, living just, under a rock. Just right Google William Carlson speech. And wow, Bill. it's, it's epic. He's just giving this speech straight from the heart, but he just sounds like 
he's missing a screw or two and he's like in third grade he's just so slow in how he's talking and his handler is like trying to get him off the stage like cut him off he's like no 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 no. let me finish let me finish so anyways it was nothing like hey that's wrong you shouldn't be doing that there was really no like uh kids if kids my if my, my daughter was there bella was there there'd be no issue right anyways i say all this because there was a caller that called in he's like been a Knights fan for a really long time. The amount of foul language and, you know, they're parting without shirts on. I'm no longer going to support the Knights. They don't have my support anymore. And me and Ariel are like, you know, my wife Ariel, we're watching it. We're like, man, he's that guy. Literally, that's all that came through my mind. Right. This fucking guy. This guy, right? We all know somebody like that. So it, the segue is we've never had an episode where we actually might lose a listener or two. And I, and I think I'm okay with that because... It allows Keita and I to reveal ourselves to you guys as far as like planting a flag and, and who we are. But we live in a crazy world, right? Keita doesn't have a, a child yet, but I know he's in love and that's probably right around the corner. I've got a daughter. Like, man, raising a kid right now is, is pretty pretty crazy, right? Like, you know, it, I never thought I'd have to ask my daughter, hey, do you know what a tran- transgender is? Um, like, what are your thoughts on that, right? Because I want to have that conversation with her now because I'd rather have that conversation and just have an open line versus her finding out a bunch of things and her being worried to talk to me about that type of uh, social issue, however we want to call it, right? So we're talking about raising a family, having young children in 2023. Um, We've got this one guy that's tripping about a player cussing, celebrating without a t-shirt, and he says that's bad for his kids to see, yet... I'm like, man, I think there's a lot worse for kids to see. Dude, you're on the Las Vegas Strip, mind you. <laughs> you're on the Las Vegas Strip. You brought your child, and this and this speech happens at 8 or 9 o'clock at night. 10. 10 o'clock at night. So, like, the hypocrisy of some people when they do things like that. You're watching a speech, 10 o'clock at night. You know the guy's been, he's inebriated. You know, he's visibly drunk and intoxicated celebrating a win. And then you're going to hold it against him. So I'm not a fan of that. And, you know, a guy probably does have kids. And that's also some of the people out there that you got to worry about. But my generation is really going through a tough time with this whole idea of starting a family. And nobody I know, you know, I would say 99% of people that I, I know didn't have their first kid intentionally. You know, they didn't go into it like, oh, yes, I'm ready. Like, let's do this. Like, this is an attempt. A lot of times it was accidental, incidental, not on purpose. And it was the best thing that could ever happen for them. And it made my friends and people that I know better. It elevated them. And they've rose to the occasion a lot of times. Of course, there's bad apples in every bunch, but... It really has done well for them. And then now there's a ton of people that I know that are quote unquote smart, successful, the good student in high school, good grades, everything that you would want your child to be. And the closest thing they have are fur babies, which I got five. So like, don't I love dogs, but they're not actually creating a new generation and pouring into the future. And I think that's a big thing with having, you know, a family is that you are directly impacting the future in a human form, right? You could produce an offspring. You do hopefully do a great job parenting them. 
They go off and do exceptional, extraordinary things. And now you've contributed to society. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's a really good point in the sense of, I think what you're trying to get at is people are delaying or maybe not even wanting to have kids right now just because of the world that we live in, right? Think about it. You have a child, three, four, five, six, seven, eight years old, and it's real life. The conversation is being brought up that boys and girls can share a bathroom, right? Like that's real life, right? My daughter's 14 years old. Is she going to have to compete with a male in a track meet, right? Like these are conversations we didn't have 20 years ago, 15 Dude, years ago, 10 isn't years there ago. there a video of like a volleyball player like getting just smashed in the face by a freaking transgender guy playing on the women's volleyball team? Like I'm almost positive there's a video on YouTube of that. You know, and just like the women are getting dominated in their sports in these East Coasts where they're allowing it to happen. I never would have expected that, you know. You never, I, I just don't, like, black people are 13% of the population. Transgenders are less than that. You know, we, there's already a lot of concessions just for black people alone, and we're 13%. So now we're making, seems like, the same, if not greater, concessions for everybody else for a smaller fraction, you know? So it really is like a very small minority is controlling a very large majority of the narrative right now in media. And that's just a fact. You can't, it's not, it's not my opinion, that's a fact. You know, I'm, I'm part of Native American. I'm less than black people. I'm not expecting everyone to to conform conform or even like recognize or understand my plight because you're just not going to and maybe that's just because i've been in it longer than a lot of their their struggle their struggle is not the same born 1995 like struggle feels like it just started like five ten years ago to be honest with you no disrespect you know but like respectfully um like there's just other concessions that could be made for the greater good and that means truly more than 50% of the population greater good, not just a few. Um, and I just feel like that's where we're at right now is where the few are determining the many. And it always needs to be what's good for the many, not just the few. Yeah. So when you think about how bringing a child into this world, Kita, from like some of those social issues that we just briefly touched on, what are the things that kind of concern you the most? Yeah, I mean... Concerns with having a child in 2023 and beyond start with <clears throat> everything else that's around me. And I feel like a lot of people are not in control of their surroundings. And I try my best to be in control of my surroundings. And I own my own house. I know what goes on in my house. I don't have to worry about, I don't have the stress of somebody kicking me out of my house or my rent going up, you know, so there's some stability there, you know, that I've been able to, you know, sustain for myself. I have a stable career in I do business. I'm an entrepreneur, so I know I'm not without money. I have a family. I have a fiance, family. We go on trips together. Like I have some stability there. So I'm, I'm trying to control as much of my environment as I can. To if I were to bring a seed in here, at least I know that I can control the narrative. Because right now, what I'm seeing is just a completely out of control world and chaos where media and it's not about who's right it's about who's the loudest and those things really scare the shit out of me when it comes to bringing in a brand new mind that's a sponge that is can take in all these different informations like 
I grew up on a computer, you know, but it was dial up, you know, having high speed fiber optic 5G capabilities at five years old and the things that are out there that you can stumble upon on the Internet. That's what scares, I feel like, myself and everyone in this 20, 21 to 29, you know, age bracket is fuck like I'm already seeing with my little sister, niece, nephew, goddaughter, god, godson, like I'm already seeing these things. So imagine me bringing in a new seed. I don't even know what's around the corner. And that unknown of how much worse can it get, not how much better can it get, is scaring people. Yeah. And I don't know if I'm completely going off topic here because I feel the same way that you feel. But I just kind of wanted to make a point. You, I think I, I said the word for you as far as like a lot of the groups out there, a lot of what people stand for, like, they're making it to where we have to conform to them. Right? I think we've come a long way in the sense of, and, and maybe I'm generalizing it and I'm just using my own perspective and, and casting it to where I think everyone else is similar to me. But so I'm, I'm 34 years old. I had to think about that. Isn't it crazy? You hit a certain age and you're just like, wait, how old am I again? Dude, this guy just had right. a birthday. I know, but I ago. literally, I'll tell people I'm 35. I'm 33. <laughs> like it just, it doesn't, it doesn't register just yet. But 10 years ago, if someone were to say, hey, how would you deal with if your, your, your child was gay? I'd be like, man, like I kind of was freaking out, right? Because that's not how I was brought up. Right? But now, and this probably changed over the last probably five, six, seven years, just a lot more accepting, Right. Like I, I got so much love for my daughter. If that's what happened, if that's what she really wanted, that's what made her happy. Dude, I would love her no less. Like I would completely support her life and, and what brings her happiness. So I feel like myself and society, I do feel like it's come a long way. Right. When we grew up as kids, like that just we didn't see too much of that. Right. And now it's just a lot more prevalent. Where I draw the line, though, is when you're almost and I think this my issue with society is it's almost like we're forcing our kids or kids are being exposed to so much where it's almost like that's the path that we're going down. And, and it's a slippery slope because at what point do we kind of meet in the middle or the, the, the one side is being accepting and then the other side is, you know, not accepting at all, but then also like taking a stand, right? Because that, I feel like that's the stand I take is as soon as you start talking about surgery and changing the anatomy and and basically a kid cannot choose to drink or drive at 13 14 15 years old right they can't do that but then they can choose their sexuality right they can play a different sport because they identify with a different gender it's just wild man like a lot of it's just really hard for me to wrap my head and it makes me more afraid to have a child but i love what you're saying because it's very true as long as we can control what we can control in our own household, our own ecosystem, then the rest is noise. But that noise out there is, is pretty loud, pretty it, scary. It 100% is very scary, the outside noise. Um, and I think that's where the family aspect to me is the most important. Like having kids, a lot of, like I said, a lot of people that I know wasn't so much intentional. So that means the partner that they're, chose or life granted them to have a child with isn't the partner that they end up with or that's who's you know the end all right so there's a lot of children that are just born out of wedlock and because of that just 
there's just a lot of effects that go into it. Like there's divorce. My generation has grown up with, you know, some of the highest divorce rates. It wasn't when your when your parents were together, like they just stuck it out. You know, like when you were growing up, like that's just 10 years difference between not even 10 years, a few years difference between me and you, you know, they just stuck it out. And then now we have some of the highest divorce rates ever. You know, we have the highest single mom rates ever, you know, every race. So, but there's a constant of like the people that are elevating the Indians, Asians, whites, they still have the higher marriage rate. And I think that's really the core of the family is that you got to keep the family together as much as you can. And that's why, you know, I'm very strong on the point of like, if you can control what you can control, which again, control your family, control what's going on, make sure constant lines of communication is going on, which you do in your household very well. Like that's a reason why you're in your daughter's life. You know what's going on. You have a pulse on things because you're controlling what you control. Everything that we're, me and you are talking about is going on right now. Uh-huh. while your daughter's out there but she's got good enough brain because she's with her grandma she's with her stepmom she's with her mom she's with you like she's got a core group of people and that means something and i know that because that's how i was raised that's how my fiance was raised there's a core group of people that you can rely on to where shit's moving on around you but you guys are still going down the road and that's why marriage is important you know i feel like once you know the last decades you know probably back to the 50s and 60s i believe is you know there's just been uh, the 60s especially there's just been an increase of single parents you know no no father in the, in the household i'm a man so like no father in the household is huge you know we had that conversation on the show before like having no father in the household for any child is detrimental to them you look at the statistics the facts say that if there's no father in the household they're going to be all the all the worst statistics that you want incarceration you know criminal activity drug use laziness idleness no careers dead-end jobs prison nothing that you'd want for your child and all you have to do is just be able to provide a little bit more stability and the child can do very well and i feel like because there's my generation specifically no one no one's bought houses no one's settling down with their with their partners the kid that they had first isn't with the baby daddy or baby mama that they want to be with later. And if you can't overcome those things, they're just like, fuck it, let's get a dog. And let's date. Let's just date, never put a title on it beyond. They live together, live together, buy a house together, have a dog together, and never become more than just boyfriend and girlfriend in my generation. Where, where does, what's the end, listeners? Like, winners, where, where does that go? Doesn't produce somebody that's, a new offspring, more than likely. Definitely not somebody that's going to be a productive member of society if, if they are because they end up breaking up. So, like, these are things that should scare the shit out of you but also should motivate you to kind of be more traditional. Like, the counterculture now is to actually have a family. You know what I mean? Like, like that's, that's rock and roll. That's badass is to have a family, get a wife and kids, and have your own piece of land, maybe fuck it, live it, live with your, your homies, your best friends, and all have kids together like a commune, but you'd be more fulfilled. You know what I mean? Like, and that's, I think where people's heads need to be in 2023. Cause it's the only way that the good is going to overcome the noise. Why do you think it it's reversed? Why it's not going that direction? I think that for the last 50 years, there's been no, there's not been nothing. There's been no incentive to have a family. 
you can go on welfare and get more money as a single parent than you can getting being married with a spouse. So the government will literally hand you a check for being a single mom. That's more than dealing with the man. If they literally can pay you to not deal with a man, that's a problem. And now we've got government getting involved in your home and you don't even realize it. And that's a fact. Again, I'm not, it's not opinions. I'm not here to just give the winners opinions on, on what things are. I just want to present some facts to you, let you come up with your own ideas. Government will literally pay you to be single parent. So if a woman can just be, and then they're also pushed, hey, be independent, go get a career, you're her sis, she boss, girl boss. And then there's a lot of stories of those girl, same girl bosses they either froze their eggs or didn't freeze their eggs. And then now they're like, damn, I got nothing to pour into anymore. I just raced against a bunch of boys to get to the top of the corporate ladder. Now I got a fat 401k, a couple beach houses, no daughter, no son. Like that's real, real life stories, you know? So I feel like it's reversed right now because of 40, 50 years of just telling you to do the exact opposite, you know, cause that was counterculture. It was cool to have fuck bitches, get money, fuck bitch. You know, like that was cool. You know, it's super cool right now. Get one girl, have a couple kids, own a house, stay debt free, invest and get a business, invest your money, stay out the way. Yeah. You know, what's interesting is it's almost like grabbing popcorn and sitting and watching both sides of the arguments because there's hypocrisy on both sides, right? You've got the, the crazy people on the right that are against abortion. And just for the record, at the end of the day, if a woman wants to get an abortion, like that, that's on them, right? Yeah. If, if someone wants to get married to the same sex, like that's on them. Like I believe the government should stay out of our personal lives, right? So whatever makes you happy, I mean, I've got friends that are gay and they're happy and yeah, productive, yeah, productive in society like, and like just right? good people. Right. Yeah. I mean, everything that you just said right there, as far <laughs> as like have one partner, invest money, build a family, own a home, you know, be that, that leader in, in your household. You can do that with the same sex, right. And get married. The government shouldn't have anything to say about that. But then those same people that are against, you know, gay marriage, are the same people that are like, uh, my body, my choice. Like I'm not gonna get a vaccine. Right. So it's just, and, it, and it, they it. preach, you know, self-sufficiency, <laughs> you know, independence, like there's, there are common grounds that we all can yeah. agree, you know, agree on. And that's what we, again, 40 years of telling us that, you know, what not to do everything, the exact opposite. And we could have just been said, Hey, I'm pro family, pro this, pro this. And we'd like, damn, you are too. Yeah. Brother, yeah. you know, like yeah. let's get, let's get in this together. You know, it's just, it's just one of those ways that, they try to confuse us to put brother against brother, sister against sister. You know, like this is literally the chess game that they play. Yeah. I think my couple pieces of, of nuggets as far as if, if you have a young child or you're like Keaton and you want to bring a seed into this world, what are a couple of things that you can do within your own ecosystem, your own control to give your kid a good shot at having a good fun, successful life, right? To having a productive adult life, right? That's all we want to do, right? We just want to give our, our kid an opportunity to have a, a great childhood and be a productive, happy member of society when they're an adult, right? That, that's, I think we all can agree we want that, right? So just in, in my experience, and I'm coming from it at the angle of 
I co-parent, right? I don't live in the same household as the mother of, of Bella, my 14-year-old daughter. You know, co-parenting is hard. It, it really is. It'd be a lot easier if, if uh, I stayed with the, the mother, but uh, that didn't work out. And that's, that's just the way the, the, the cards were dealt. I think one is be close to the grandparents. I think that's so underrated is if you can be close to the grandparents, your child's grandparents, from a physicality standpoint, like they can help out here and there. Your, your kid is involved with the grandparents that have that connection, that bond dude. that goes so far. It's so underrated. I really feel for people that have kids and the grandparents are dead or live across the country. I, I, that, that hurts them. It doesn't help them. Right. I'm not saying you can't have, you know, a good childhood without grandparents. Right. But like, that's one big key. I don't think it gets talked about enough. Uh, two, like have date nights with your kids. Right? I get so much information from Bella when I take her out to dinner, just me and her lunch, just me and her. Like she opens up to me way more. Um, so just having date nights with your kids. Um, number three, getting them involved in some kind of sports. Uh, that teaches them discipline. It teaches them authority. It teaches them communication. It teaches them how to work with others. It teaches them how to lose, how to win. Those three things, I think, have really helped us in having a, a daughter that's going into high school where we're having to parent her with a co-parent. And I've never, I don't always get along with her mom. It just is what it is for the people listening to this that have a child and are doing the split parent household. You don't always get along with your baby mama or baby daddy. It's just the way it works. So um, I think those three things can really, really help in today's society because, your kids are exposed to so much like Bella being 14 years old. I'm sure she learned every single sexual term two, three years ago. Like the shit she learned two, three years ago, I didn't learn until I was 14, 15 years old. So we have to keep up with the times That's so and true. have that close relationship. I think those three points were so beautifully worded, bro, because it just brought me back to my childhood. I mean, I grew up without a father from 10 till I'm an adult and the, the three things that you just outlined were exactly what ended up happening, you know, because it was just me and my mom. When we went out, it was just date night with us. And that is when I got to talk to her and she got to pry and get information from me. And we actually got to talk, not just in passing in the house. Your chores. Yeah, exactly. You know, like the, the normal passing comments that are happening with a teenage mom, you know, mom and son. And then also staying in sports. I never, I got in sports with my dad and I never left it even when he passed away. I still played football that same season, you know, because that was what I needed to do to get my head out of things. So I can't, I owe football my life. Even when I was fucking up in high school, like literally fucking up, smoking weed, doing all this bad shit with my friends, I was still going to practice and that was keeping me disciplined enough, you know, and focused enough on what I needed to do. Uh, to still get me to graduate and go to college and all the th great things that I've done since then. And then my grandma was always in my life. And if she wasn't there, my, I had aunts, cousins, they forced a family relationship to where someone else is watching me when she's not watching me. And all three of those things, I can 100%, you know, the amount of things I learned from my cousins alone, I still hold with me today, you know, and my grandma as well. So those three things are, pff, you crush that. Well, I think it goes to the point also, a lot of people, I think a hot topic is, I'm going to private school my kids, or I'm going to whole school them. Yeah. Our, our education system's fucked up. And, and 
yeah, does our education system suck? Yes. But you know what also sucks is our households, right? The family life sucks, right? So, yeah, how many times have we heard of a kid killing somebody or just fucking up and they went to private school or they went to the nicest public school, right? So to me, I think schooling, yes, it's important, but dude, you can hit home runs on those other three things I just talked about, having a close family life, you know, being in your kid's life, having date nights, you know, getting your kids involved in sports. You can still do all those things and send your kid to a public school and not let the school be in control. You're still in control of the philosophy and the influence that's in your, your ecosystem. Dude, that's And that's, you know, as a non-parent who comes from a strong household with my mom, she was very involved. Like, I just think it's freaking just a cop-out. Yeah. You know, it's a complete total cop-out for you to only rely on Miss Smith, who's a freaking two-year post-grad, to teach your kids something. Like, dude, she's 25 years old, and she's just trying to make a living, too. You know, so, like, the fact that you're just going to leave it all up to them to teach your kid to be a productive member of society and then be mad when fucking Johnny's cussing you back, you know, saying fuck you because you, you don't be there. You're not Johnny's games. You're not Johnny's not in anything. He's idle, you know, so... I think it's such a cop out. I mean, I I remember being at the kitchen table with my dad doing homework, like be involved, yeah. like do the homework with him, see what's working, what's not working and talk about it. Yeah. Like if you don't talk, like it's such a cop out to say yeah. that, you know, your schools, I'm, 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 I'm a Nevada's public school education. Shitty school. 49 or 50th in the nation. We're bottom five. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Bottom five. Not the top five. Yeah. The bottom five of the 50 states. That includes Mississippi, dog. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, we have a horrible public school education. I'm in super intelligent. I was in gifted and talented programs and extracurricular activities because of my mom. Yeah. Because she took the notice of what what's working, what's not, and provided me the supplemental education to ensure that I was ready and exceedingly ready for my next step. I was doing fifth grade work in fourth grade summer because that's what she thought was going to get me prepared. So I didn't have to walk in and it was completely foreign to me yeah. on day one. So I not, and it was through computer games, yeah. you know? So I thought I'm having fun playing games all summer and it's teaching me about Monet's and Picasso's and shit like that in the fucking fifth grade. And your mom's a real one. <laughs> you know, she is a real yeah. one. Shout out to moms. Like, yeah. like be involved is the point I'm yeah. saying. It's like, you can't let public school be the only influence on your child. Like they're with you. They should be with you more times than not. Yeah, that's a mic drop right there, guys. I know how winners win. We like to talk about business and, you know, some things going on with motivation and mindset and things like this. But social issues are right up there as far as, you know, life and real life situations. And People too. Yeah, absolutely. So we just kind of wanted to give you guys a little bit of perspective on what we think and uh, I thought it'd be really interesting to get Kita's uh, point of view since, uh, you know, I know here soon. When are you, when are you going to bring a seed? Soon. Yeah. Comes, coming soon. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> shit. Oh, shit. Coming soon. Oh, I love it. I love it. Well, uh, you and your lady are amazing human beings, so I know you guys are going to do it right and, uh, you know, add a very productive member to society so um, <laughs> there we go. that's how um, winners win baby yes sir yes sir well winners we really appreciate your guys's time share this episode with a friend get more people involved in our show just because it uh, it fills up kita and i's uh, our cup so we appreciate you guys love you guys hope you guys have a rest good rest of the week and we will catch you guys next week peace